This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Monday. Fucking DeSantis and his social media lawsuits. Well, the attorney general here in my state wanted to hear from people who had been censored on social media, and I submitted my accounts of, you know, how I am banned on Twitter, how I have received copyright strikes for playing the president on YouTube. We're not copyright strikes. Uh, fucking misinformation strikes on YouTube. I'm currently not on YouTube. I have not heard back from my attorney general. What's up with that? The Senate failed to reach the 60 votes needed to begin debate on the debt ceiling, the continuing resolution as expected. We're going to hear from the Senate Majority Leader, as well as the Senate Minority Leader, and old lady Senator Kennedy for some reason. Just because because I wanted to make jokes about him. There are 39 miners trapped underground in Canada. Elsewhere, R. Kelly said, 39 miners, what? As he was found guilty today, kids in Massachusetts had to ride a party bus instead of a school bus because of the staff shortages. Sounds like my kind of fucking trip to school. Apparently there was a stripper pole and everything on the bus. Insane story that this photographer who had a pet opossum has had his opossum taken from him by the state. I'm against this. He's a social media influencer, apparently. Takes pictures for the Instagram. China has banned Bitcoin. The U.S. saw a spike in murders in 2020. Meanwhile, a would-be murderer, the man who shot Ronald Reagan, has won his release. I I can't wait to hear about the kids on the party bus. Plus, the former president might have incriminated himself over the weekend at his Georgia rally. Oh, the fucking, the right wing and their stupid fucking videos. I've got several videos of the fuck Biden chants as well as a prank at an airport. But first, like, I swear, I swear, I do not go looking for Dan Crenshaw content. He just happens to pop up in my timeline right at the top. I scrolled down a little bit, but only a couple of stories, I swear, to see Dan Crenshaw. I swear, I swear, because I honestly believe I might be, I might be wearing the bit out. 
And I'm not I'm not even I'm not even gonna do it. I'm not gonna tell everybody how I feel about Dan Crenshaw. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna do give me that eye pussy. Maybe he comes up later on in the show and we'll pull out the eye pussy. We're gonna go ahead, we're gonna listen to <laughs> Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer about the debt ceiling. Madam President. Mr. Majority Leader. Well, Madam President, after today... Because this is sure to be riveting. ...the farm be dispensed with. Without objection. Madam President, after today, there'll be no doubt which party in this chamber is working to solve the problems that face our country and which party is accelerating us towards an unnecessary, avoidable... But you're chiding, you're chiding the Republicans for not working to fix the country and your cell phone goes off as you start your speech. That's hilarious. Disaster. What the fuck kind of like old school flip phone has Chucky Schumer got? There will be no doubt, no doubt about which party in this chamber is working to solve the problem. Motherfucker doesn't even have a smartphone. And which party is accelerating us towards unnecessary, avoidable disaster. At the end of last week, I filed cloture on proceeding to the continuing resolution sent to us by the House of Representatives, which among... The House is in session right now. ...and suspend the debt limit. Debating the smaller bipartisan infrastructure bill. We will vote on cloture on the motion to proceed to this bill. The now that happened just an hour or so ago. The thing that's been done for decades by both parties and vote yes. Now, if Republicans follow through with their plans to vote no, they will be on record deliberately sabotaging our country's ability to pay the bills and likely causing the first ever default in American history. The consequences of a default would be, in the words of Secretary Yellen, catastrophic. The best case scenario is, the best case under this awful situation, is that our country would fall into another recession, potentially erasing all the progress we have made to pull ourselves out. I think it's coming anyway. That is, if we're lucky. Otherwise, one analysis warned that default could hurt Americans for generations. For generations, this could help accelerate it higher and not go down very quickly. And that has huge effects on so many different people. And that's only one of the effects of default. So I want my Republican colleagues to think carefully about the practical consequences of what they're doing. The default means, quite simply, the government cannot pay its bills. It means that suddenly the government is presented with unimaginable options. Do they tell seniors they won't get their Social Security checks or veterans that they won't see their benefits or tell our military they won't be getting paid? And the consequences on Main Street would be... It looks like the Democrats might be growing some balls and that this vote was just to put the Republicans on record. See, we tried to work with them. They won't do anything. ...to pay the bills and for consumers to keep our economy... And they are going to act independently. All of the consequences, or so many of the consequences... Might as well just go ahead and get rid of the filibuster. Numbers. Six million, nine, fifteen trillion. Six million jobs lost. Nine percent unemployment. Fifteen trillion in squandered household wealth. 
Let me say that again. Those are devastating numbers on so many households throughout America, just about every household. That's six million jobs lost, 9% unemployment, 15 trillion in squandered household wealth. Yes, that's what we're potentially looking at if Republicans get there. My YouTube channel will be back in a couple of days. None of it. I played... The only reason we're here. The only reason that... I played the clip of former President Trump talking about the election, and I got a strike against my channel for election misinformation. It was from the 9-11 thing, where he was, like, with the cops and shit. I appealed it. I thought I would get my appeal, and it didn't, it didn't work out. But I will be I will be back on YouTube in a couple of days. But I don't I don't think I'm going to broadcast the show live on there until October the 19th is when I get a strike taken off of my channel. Because one more strike and it, it it takes it takes my entire channel away from me. But on October 19th I get a strike back, so I've only got one strike. So I may just put clips and shit up there until then. I'll put the I'll put the freak show up whenever I'm I'm free to put shit back up there. I can't I can't believe YouTube is being such a dick. And where where is my attorney general that wanted to hear from people like me who have been censored by social media? I wrote to him. I gave him all the details that he wanted. Help me get my YouTube channel back. I got like two more days, I think. Thursday, I can post again. <sighs> Sucks. Always being banned on you. I am not uh, in Facebook jail, though, right now. That's weird. It is weird for me to not have my YouTube channel be serviceable. But I, I can post on Facebook. We're broadcasting on Facebook right now. That doesn't happen very often. Fucking Chucky Schumer. Let's hear from Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell and old lady Kennedy responded to what Chucky Schumer had to say. Now on a completely different matter, it's not unusual for a presidency to have a rough spell. Every administration faces- Thank you for the sub. Where nothing seems to go their way. But what we're witnessing today is entirely different. President Biden has not been dealt a bad hand by forces outside his control. This White House is not sailing through some unavoidable patch of choppy water. No. Oh, also, like, completely off topic, but apparently Sparkles has been talking to this guy. And he says he has an in with Vermin Supreme. And we're going to work on getting Vermin Supreme to come on the freak show. How crazy would that be? I don't know why that popped into my head. I'm a little skeptical. I think I think he's just trying to, you know, big dick his way into Sparkle's pants or something. 
I, I don't know how he would have found out that she really likes Vermin Supreme, but, but then, who doesn't, right? To have steered our country straight into a storm of serious crises, all of their own making. On issue after issue, Americans are hurting because of specific policy choices that Democrats have made over the objections of people who actually knew better. Well, that can't possibly be true because the Democrats really haven't made any policy choices yet. Like, this is their first policy choices. The consequences of the actions right now are coming from the Republicans because they were in charge. Democrats did not. We're still operating on a Trump budget until the end of this week. Working families. Their decisions have fueled it. Even liberal economists warned that President... Vermin Supreme is the guy with the boot on his head. Soaring. Soaring for the middle class. Now working Americans are paying dearly. At the grocery store. At the gas station. Practically everywhere that matters to families. And what are Democrats doing today? God Emperor of the Senate is correct. ...behind closed doors that would make inflation even worse. Now, President Biden did not inherit humiliation in Afghanistan either. He did uh, as well. That's not what... The Biden administration's own experts... Boot on head greater than shoe on head, for sure. ...would embolden terrorists and harm our ability to gather intelligence that keeps us safe. There have been memos since the Bush administration about what would happen to Afghanistan just as soon as we pulled out. To the Taliban. And they're so to blame it on Biden is just complete bullshit. Promise to leave no American behind who wanted out. Boris Johnson called it a remarkable feat. The way the administration executed of logistics. Raised the pullout from Afghanistan. Not that I'm sucking up for the Biden administration. Border crisis either. This security nightmare and human tragedy is yet another direct result of their own policies. This this is a this is a talk about the debt ceiling. Big government giveaways to people here illegally. Then they took office and began dismantling enforcement. On the border. And he's talking about Afghanistan and the border. Wave after wave of vulnerable people have been lured into hellish conditions by the mirage the Democrats have set up, cruelly masquerading as compassion. What? Thousands of people have simply been released into our country with what? I'm not high enough for this shit. Maybe I'm too high to understand what Mitch is saying. Even before the Biden surge, only about half of individuals actually showed up. One self-created crisis after another from our unified Democratic Party government. The latest additions are their confusion about how to fund the government and raise the death ceiling. For more than two months now, Senate Republicans have been completely clear about how this process will play out. So let me make it abundantly clear 
one more time. We will support a clean, continuing resolution. That sounds like the beginning of a promise song. Get disaster relief to Louisiana. Help properly vetted Afghan refugees who put themselves on the line for America. And support the Iron Dome assistance for our ally, Israel. We will not provide Republicans. Which they passed, and then Democrats attacked other Democrats. As we speak, Democrats. So much for party unity. A multi trillion dollar reckless taxing and spending spree. There's no chance Republicans will help lift Democrats. There's no chance that Republicans will help lift Democrats' credit limit. That's not what this is. And help China. There's no particular tradition that the minority will always vote for debt limit hikes during United government. When Republicans had unified control in the early 2000s, Trump added $7 trillion. Voted no on a debt limit increase and made the party in power handle it on their own. Exactly the situation we're in now, the roles were reversed. Bipartisanship is not a light switch. A light switch that Democrats get to flip on when they need to borrow money and switch off when they want to spend money. The debt suspension that expired in August covered all the debt. I do not understand how this motherfucker keeps getting elected. Like, he is so boring. About the future. I'm from Kentucky. Everybody in Kentucky hates him. Trojan horse for permanent socialism. They've all but said so. And that is what millions and millions of Americans elected 50 Republican senators to fight against. For 10 weeks now. One of my friends from back home, he said that his grandmother voted for Biden and then voted for McConnell because she felt like divided government is best. Republicans are not rooting for... Not that she likes McConnell in any way. We've given the United Democratic government total clarity about how each can be avoided. Republicans have explained exactly what kind of continuing resolution can pass the Senate with our support. And late last week, the House Democratic leader publicly said House Democrats are ready to swallow whatever CR the Senate can send them. So the House is ready. Senate Republicans are ready. We could have a bipartisan vote to fund the government today, if not for the odd tactics of the Senate Democratic leader. Before we vote this afternoon... I'm not exactly sure what he's talking about. The odd tactics. A clean, contending resolution that could pass this chamber... Easily. As if Mitch McConnell was one to talk about odd tactics. If Washington Democrats actually want to govern, or whether they want to add the prospect of a government shutdown to the list of inflation, Afghanistan, the border, and all the other national crises that are the direct results of their own decisions. I don't know. I think the I think the Democrats may actually grow some balls and do something about it. The Republicans are almost daring them to. Here is 
Lady Kennedy. Senator from Louisiana. Thank you, Madam President. I, uh, I rise in support of uh, Senator McConnell's legislation. Um, He's got some snazzy glasses. I'll give him that. 2020, just 13 months ago, Hurricane Laura hit Louisiana. 45 days later, Hurricane Delta hit Louisiana. 19 days after that... I think we're coming up on, on a hurricane getting ready to hit the Gulf again. We got a little bit of a break four months after that. We were part of the historic winter storm, about which we've all read. And then three months after that, we had an historic rainfall event in Louisiana, uh, up to 12 inches, unrelated to a hurricane. Three a hurricane. After that, Hurricane Ida hit Louisiana. And two weeks oh, later, is there not a hurricane on its way? Nicholas hit me. I thought they were watching one that was going to hit like this weekend. Every one of these storms was over 100 miles per hour, sustained winds. The wind for Hurricane Ida was clocked at, it, as it, at its highest at 185 miles per hour. If you add up all of the damages, Madam President... It's hard to keep up with all the storms. It's about $150 billion in 13 months. Now, other states were impacted by these storms. But Louisiana took it full in the face. This was um, as brutal a blow as nature has inflicted Took it full in the face. That sounds like the money shot at the end of a porno. Up bones for years. <laughs> and this legislation is going to help us recover. In fact, this legislation does every single thing that my colleague Senator Cassidy and Senator McConnell talked about that my Democratic friends want to do. Everything keeps government open. Maintains flood insurance, gives disaster relief, not just to Louisiana, but to my friends in the Northeast, part of our country, to, to my friends on the West Coast. It does help my state, Southwest, Southeast, North Louisiana, but we're not the only ones. What does the minority party think they get to decide the legislation? One thing, increasing the debt ceiling that Senator Schumer can do in a matter of days on his own. Why are we fighting over this? You know, nature abhors a moron. It is moronic for us to... Right-wingers are indeed morons. And I personally abhor them. ...be having this fight when it can be so easily solved. Everything in Senator McConnell's legislation can easily pass this body with 70 votes, and we know it. And then Senator Schumer can come right behind by simply amending the budget resolution, and our problems are solved. Nature abhors a moron. Let's don't be moronic.
Senator John Kennedy, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Nature abhors a moron. Oh, shit. So, I guess we'll see what the Democrats do. <laughs> Abolish the filibuster would be the coolest, but that's probably not the move they're going to make. Apparently, they're going to try to get Biden to do it by executive order. All right, so there's states because there's not room. I can't navigate this video. I might be too high for this. Has the spread of COVID-19 peaked in the U.S.? What future COVID spread could look like? New cases have been gradually dropping nationwide, although experts caution that new infections are still at a high rate and further decline will be slow. The number of new COVID-19 cases in the United States seems to have peaked, with cases in states hit hard by the Delta variant earlier, edging downward over the last week, according to an analysis by NBC News. It's the longest sustained decline in cases in nearly three months, giving hope to some leading uh, pandemic forecasters. Now, my worry is the fact that it's starting to get cold now. And people are going to be going indoors. And school is in session. But we are seeing measures in some places that aren't, you know, stupid, like here in the South. Some hospitals in areas of the country with low vaccination rates are still in crisis mode. But overall, the hospitalization rate in the U.S. has dropped, according to the most recent data from the CDC. Harvard Business School has decided to move its classes online, which seems like a smart thing to do. Uh, They've opted to pivot back to remote learning as the first semester of 2021 begins, with school officials noting a steady rise in breakthrough COVID-19 infections, a potential harbinger of the challenges schools face as they work to reopen in-person learning. Meanwhile, right down the road, a whole bunch of cops decided to resign instead of getting the vaccine. Dozens of state troopers in Massachusetts have resigned as a result of the state's COVID-19 vaccination mandate, a key union member said on Monday. The State Police Association President Michael Churvin made the announcement in a statement adding that some troopers had intentions of moving to departments that offered reasonable alternatives, such as mask wearing and regular testing. No, I say just go ahead and quit, motherfuckers. You big babies. In August, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker, a Republican, issued an executive order requiring all executive department employees to show proof of COVID-19 vaccination by October 17th. 
Last week, a judge ruled that the vaccine mandate would not be delayed despite a request from the State Police Association of Massachusetts. I would like to once again point out that COVID-19 right now is the number one cause of death among police officers. So go ahead, do it. I believe this also happened in Massachusetts where kids actually got to ride a party bus amid a bus shortage with the schools. A group of high school students in Massachusetts had to ride on a party bus complete with a stripper pole and neon lights during a recent field trip, which sounds amazing. An experience their teacher said highlights problems with the education system. (laughs) Jim Mayers, an 11th grade advanced placement language and composition teacher at the Brook Charter School in Boston, said in the since-deleted tweet that the original charter bus had fallen through. It's a funny story, but there actually is a real bus shortage, and it speaks to major flaws in our education system, he said adding that the field trip was a success. He is now using the attention he's getting because of the original tweet to urge people to better understand educational inequalities and other problems facing the nation's schools. He said, I'm worried that there is too much attention being paid to the tweet itself or simply the fact that it went viral instead of attending uh, to the many systematic issues that are facing not just my students, but students all across the country. For example, districts across the nation are struggling to hire enough drivers to shuttle kids to school, and some states have become creative, including Massachusetts, which is enlisting National Guard members to drive school transport vans. His original tweet he wrote was just meant to give his fellow teachers a laugh. It's gotten people to talk about the overall infrastructure of our educational system, and the different ways schools are prioritized, then that's good too, he wrote. The school year in Maryland is almost a month old, and the complaints continue. Buses showing up late or not at all. Do we actually get to see the party bus in this? Not only in Maryland, but across the nation. They're our youngest passengers. We want them to get to and from school safely. To get more drivers on the payroll, applicants must apply for CDL licenses, and that's where the MVA is pitching in. A half a dozen MVA locations will stay open extra hours this weekend to help speed up the testing process. So there is a requirement to get a passenger endorsement as well as a school bus endorsement. You have to do a knowledge test and then you get your learner's permit, hold that for two weeks, and then we'll get you the skills test. In the meantime, parent patience is running out. This Glenn Burney mother who talked to 11 News is just one example. A couple days now, bus hasn't shown up at all. Uh, in the morning or in the afternoon. I'm due to start a new position next week, and it's going to be hard to do that, you know, if I have to keep taking them to school and dropping them off and picking them up. Applicants must start with the basics before they end up on the CDL driver course in Glen Burnie. There's a lot behind it. We encourage folks to see I was hoping we were going to get to see the party bus. out there for you, but please come prepared. Unfortunately, we do see too many people not able to get through successfully. We want to get as many drivers through as possible. For now, the pass rate is a little more than 50%. What are they paying? And that's why this manual is so, so important. Now, to find out where to find those locations in the area, go to our WBAL-TV 11 <coughs> News app. 
Live in Towson, Tim Tootin, WBA. Tim Tootin. Thank you very much, Tim Tootin. That is an awesome name. St. Louis has issued a new mask mandate, which is in effect immediately. Right, just 90 minutes ago, we learned a new mask mandate was signed into effect for St. Louis County. County Executive Dr. Sam Page made the announcement. It smells like Justin's jacket. It comes from the desk of St. Louis County Health Director, Dr. Faisal Khan. The page says that this new mandate will replace the old one he introduced on July 26, requiring everyone over the age of five to wear masks in indoor spaces, regardless of vaccination status. Now, the council repealed that mandate just one Which is a really good idea. It was challenged in court after that. He says he's hopeful that there won't be similar pushback like there was back in July because he got advice from the judge. We stand by our legal authority. I expect that the anti-mask and anti-vaccine. This dude looks like he's really fun at parties. Push back. I believe it's um, it's wrong, and I will follow the guidance of our public health department and our uh, experts and their guidance in masking and vaccinations have helped us get our hands around COVID in our community. County Councilman Tim Fitch has already. I watched Matt Bender talk to Michael Tracy about COVID protocols. They had some sort of debate. And Bender was like, well, did you ask a health professional? Because Michael Tracy is like, these these rules make no sense. And Bender just wasn't saying it. Really. Like, well, did you get the other side? Did you get somebody to tell you what the rationale is behind it? Or did you just go searching to validate your own opinion? Much like somebody like Rand Paul would do. I don't know how far we will get into this. Because it's kind of long. Oh, enjoyed his line. But of this is Dana Loesch. Whether it's Mayorkas, whether it's anyone at CDC with Fauci at NIH. And she had Rand Paul. It's a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you so much for joining us. Possibly and one of, of the dumbest senators. Out of all of those numbers that uh, they were listing, there had been one individual that had been vaccinated. All and been vaccinated. Or all of them, sorry, had been vaccinated. One that hadn't been vaccinated. And this kind of comes into the question that you've discussed quite a bit is the importance of of like if she was the what communications director or some shit for the NRA seems to me that if the government senator is going to mandate that you get an injection, that that injection ought to do what they claim that it will do. They're in the house from the CDC. We haven't seen that. Your thoughts. Paul might be the dumbest senator. Uh, every individual. Maybe. I don't know. I want, you, I want your guys' opinion. You evaluate individually, and in a free country, you make your decisions based on what you perceive your risk to be. So if you're over 60. Senator Kennedy, you uh, give him a run for his money. Decided voluntarily that they think the risks of the disease are much greater than any possible. Ooh, Tuberville. That's a good one. People voluntarily took the vaccine. Tuberville is really dumb. 75% of people over 50 have taken it. But it's also different if you're under 15. If you're under 25, the death rate is about one in a million. So why would we want to mandate it to people where the death rate is very low, 
Why would we want to mandate it to people who've already had to reach herd immunity? Studies out of Israel now show that if you've gotten the disease naturally, if you've been unlucky, but you've gotten it and you've survived, that your immunity actually is equal to or exceeds the vaccine. One study said 27 times better. And that's not an argument against the vaccine. It's just an argument that we should count. That that I did not read any study that said 27 times better. I do not know what Rand is talking about. Wringing your hands and saying, oh, my, oh, my, we must force inoculation. We must force vaccine on children because not enough people have been vaccinated. The truth is we were very close to controlling this in May, June, when we got down to less than 10,000 cases, we were almost there. And then the virus eluded or evolved. Mutated, yes. And it's able to penetrate the defenses of the vaccine. So it's not only the lack of vaccination, unvaccinated is part of it, but it's also that the vaccine has eluded us. So the real answer right now is probably allowing a new vaccine to come forward. Instead, they're wanting to sell you last year's news, the old vaccine as a booster, but it doesn't really affect the Delta variant as well as the new one will. So just like with the flu, we get a new vaccine each year. That's not true. What he just said isn't true. And what they should do, instead of trying to mandate that your newborn get a shot before they leave the hospital of a vaccine that's now a year old. Nobody, nobody is mandating a newborn to get a shot. Operation Warps. That is an absolute lie. It's already made. We just have to get it through the red tape now. That, and that's a great point. We're talking with Senator Rand Paul because is that what, like I, I the next step is like what children five to twelve or some I, I, shit is what Pfizer is applying for emergency authorization for. What he is a liar. So you kind of know a little bit about this. I I don't understand how they could claim that one vaccine could apply to a, a, another mutation when there hasn't been any the any of the genome sequencing. They haven't been able to 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 do anything that actually directs it towards that mutation well there's partial overlap so what i would say is the vaccine is still a value if you're over 65 it it is effective against the delta variant i'm not mandating anybody but my suggestion if you're over 65 i would be vaccinated even though it's imperfect because let's say you get some immune response means you can still be infected but you have some pre-existing immune response even if it's partial Uh, It's better than not having any. Hmm. The problem is we also don't know who this affects. Oh, this is, I don't even know what fucking platform this is on. This is some lunatic fucking fringe right-wing propaganda side. Over 65 and under. But one of the things this is, this is Dana Loesch, who used to be the communications person for the NRA. People that don't usually die. Apparently, she now has a show. Let's say under age four. The Dana show on the first. And then under age 45, the people who had it had no symptoms. Genetically sequence all of those people and say, could we find a genetic sequence that helps us find the unusual person that's got some kind of genetic predisposition? There is going anomaly that could be found we have the ability to go through your entire genome in a day we can take a dna sample of your of your your cells in your body and we can go through the whole sequence in a day so it's automated and the machines can do this for us so we could really in a relatively short time compare and try to find what is the anomaly that uh i don't i don't even remember what all happened in that whole 
saga that's, with that's the NRA. The questions that we have been throwing back and forth here, like what are the genetic, is there a genetic predisposition that makes someone react in a certain way? And that's that's a great point that, that you just had. A quick question for you on this, and then I want to get into some of the, the FISA warrants and, and the droning, which I really appreciated your remarks on that earlier uh, on the issue. Why, why is there no importance placed on natural immunity? Why is that treated as though it's either non-existent or it is it's in, it's somehow uh, inferior to that, that uh, uh, antibodies produced by vaccines? Uh, Dr. Fauci's dissembling, but he's lying to you for the greater good. So he believes that he's, uh, you know, Plato's reincarnation and that the masses aren't... Well, that's, that's a gigantic straw, man. He really wants you to be vaccinated. And by and large, the advice to be vaccinated is good. But he's afraid if he tells you that natural immunity works, that you might not be vaccinated if you've already gotten it. He knows that you're protected. But what he's... We, we read the story the other day of the immunologist talking about natural immunity. And like, I wish this study didn't say this because, like, people are misinterpreting it. You still need to get vaccinated. He says, well, you probably don't need it, but if you're going to take it, maybe one does. And Dr. Fauci is aghast. He's like, oh, no, we don't want anybody thinking about this. Just do what you're told. So blind submission is what this is about. It isn't about science. Because the interesting part of the science is... The problem has been the messaging all along. Like, our, our government really did fuck up the messaging. At least as much as the And that was, like, in, in, the, in the playbook that the Bush administration put together about pandemics, that was their number one thing, was messaging is most important. Everybody has to be consistent in what they're saying, and you need to tell the truth. Yeah, fuck off, Rand Paul. Apparently, the ladies at The View are upset because they got a false positive before their big interview with the vice president. Sonny Hostin and Anna Navarro have been cleared to return to the table at The View after false positive COVID-19 tests forced them off the air on Friday. As of Sunday afternoon, Sonny is definitely returning to the studio on Monday. Parent company Disney said they are clear. No quarantining is necessary. Another insider told us they are 95% sure Hostin will be in the studio Monday. Navarra, who was a part-time host, is expected to continue her regular Thursday and Friday appearances later this week. They were pissed because everyone's been waiting for this big interview for two weeks now. And then it was derailed because of a fault positive. To make matters worse, producers announced their positive test results on air allegedly without their permission. It was not okay. They made the decision to reveal their COVID-19 results in the heat of the moment when they should have gone to commercial break, a second insider noted. I found this funny. I saw this Ben Shapiro ad. It's an ad. Use code do not comply for 25% off your Daily Wire membership. On this post about Joe Biden's vaccine mandate being tyrannical, authoritarian, anti-science bullshit. That was the way that Ben Shapiro described it. 
Now, once again, with like, like the Michael Tracy thing, did you ask an expert what the rationale was behind it? Did you have somebody that so, knew on? The Biden administration is attempting to cram down a wildly unconstitutional vaccine mandate. What they are Wrong. saying is that if you are a company with over 100 employees, you have to force all of your employees to either get vaccinated or to be tested every single week. There is no constitutional or statutory basis for this. But what does Joe Biden care? After all, he's just a senile old dictator. Here's the thing. We here at Daily A Journal, dictator. We are not going to implement this mandate. We are going to use every avenue at our disposal to fight this thing. That includes every legal avenue. We are already mobilizing on the legal side. We've talked with... The fear sells. ...of the Biden regulation to see what is the best possible legal avenue to take. But I just, look, look how brazen it is. Use code DO NOT COMPLY for 25% off your Daily Wire membership. I, how do people not see through this motherfucker? Hey, we gotta have a screenshot of that. That was too good. Joe Biden got his booster once again. I'm I'm a little upset by our policy. We should be which is a vehicle that does this so. vaccinating the rest of the world before giving rich old people boosters. That's just my opinion. I think, look, I think we get the vast majority, like it's going on in some of the, some industries and some schools, 97, 98%. I think we're going awful close. And, uh, but I'm not the scientist, uh, I think, but one thing for certain, a quarter of the country can't go unvaccinated. Do, do the wine moms eat Biden up? I'll tell you who doesn't love it. There's a whole bunch of like college students at country concerts and at football games chanting, fuck Joe Biden. And the right wing is just plastering this shit everywhere. This is from PJ Media. The fuck Joe Biden chant is everywhere. Joe Biden is the worst president we've had since the last worst president we had, Barack Obama, who was the worst president since Jimmy Carter. Holy fuck. So, uh, they're calling it this generation's The Wave, the fuck Joe Biden chant, because a smattering of students have done it at, like, this football game. Oh, oh my God. Like this, this is, this is barely a handful. Oh my God. Who's that? 
But this is the way right-wing media operates. They take this one little snippet and they amplify it. This is a Luke Bryan concert. There may be 30 people doing it there. I guess Luke Bryan is into it. Well, that's not nice. Even chastised, chastised them. Oh, I love y'all. So, uh, this was at a South Dakota school. This is pretty much the entire population of South Dakota. So, this happened at a food court. We have a bunch of Karens chanting fuck Joe Biden. I think that that poor little Asian woman was just clapping because everybody else was clapping. This posted by Lightspeed Outlaw. Here we are in Nebraska. But this this is news for right wing media. This is a big story. Is this some cowboys? Oh, they made a song out of it. I don't know what this, this, this looks to be overseas. Now here is a video from rumble where a prank was played. I think it was in an airport. Yes. This was over the airport loudspeakers. I wish somebody ran up to them and was like, Cope! You know it. I know it. This is the world these people live in. This is sad and pathetic. But it's promoted as a hilarious prank. You know it. I know it. 
I know you're fucking sad. Trump won. You're absolutely pathetic. Fuck. What I do know is that Trump could be charged with multiple crimes. Might have incriminated himself at this rally he held over the weekend. Legal experts say Trump's rally admission will help Georgia prosecutors investigating him. So this is the clip where he might have incriminated himself. Don't do it, sir. I said, let me handle it. This is easy. You know, I got this guy elected. One thing has nothing to do with the other. One thing has nothing. There's no quid pro quo. You remember that word from the fake Ukraine deal? The fake Ukraine. We had Russia, Russia, Russia. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. They were both fake deals, okay? I got impeached twice on fake news. But I said to these young people, let me handle it. I was going to show them how good I am. Let me handle it. I'll call them up. I said, Brian, listen, you know, you have a big election integrity problem in Georgia. I hope you can help us out and call a special election. Safest election ever. Good of the country. Let's get to the bottom of it for the good of your state. Let's go. Election integrity. What could be better than that? Sir, I'm sorry. I, I cannot do that. I said, whoa. I said, you cannot do that. And that's why, uh, let me tell you, this guy's a disaster. He's back. They said, he won't do it, sir. I said, and so he is attacking the Republican candidate for governor in Georgia, which is amazing. The evidence to support the Fulton County DA's investigation just keeps getting better. Prosecutors don't always have a target on tape explaining his thought process said Vance in response to the clip, also uh, probative on Trump's state of mind on January the 6th. Vance also linked to a recent report from the Brookings Institute, which argued that Trump is in serious legal peril from the Fulton County prosecutors because of his post-election conduct. This includes the call to Kemp, but also other efforts to have his loss to Biden in the state overturned, such as his call to Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. The report argued that Trump may be guilty of soliciting election fraud or related crimes. Meanwhile, the Arizona audit was revealed and showed that Trump lost Arizona by even more votes. The the Fox News reporter that called Arizona for Biden and got fired over it appeared on CNN to give his thoughts on the Arizona audit. So let's take a listen. When Fox News became the first network to call Arizona for then-candidate Joe Biden, it was a critical factor in that historic race, and it did not sit well with Trump and his allies. I remember all too well. I was on the phone with some of the his allies and associates that night. Well, Chris Steyerwalt, uh, the editor who played a Not high enough for this shit. Call ...was fired from the network. Chris Steyerwalt uh, joins me now. He's the senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute uh, and contributing editor and columnist for The Dispatch. Uh, Chris, um, we know this Arizona audit was uh, bogus, but it somehow came to the right conclusion, if that makes any sense. Is this vindication for you? What do you think? No, it is no vindication. And the problem isn't the finding, right? If this would have found... so, He kind of looks like a piece of shit. 
a little less than 11,000 votes. If this would have found 11,000 votes for him uh, and said that he was the winner, or if it uh, complied with the, with the stated result, <coughs> none of it matters because the very doing of it is the bad thing. The very action of taking the spurious, the specious undertaking. If it makes it any, there's, there's no any more intolerable, know that I have a lot of animal videos for the end of the Wisconsin, show. Pennsylvania, Texas, they're trying for in Georgia and other places. The point of these is to undermine confidence. It's not what the finding is. So I take no satisfaction or pleasure from seeing this outcome. That I mean, Trump's, Trump's still saying that he fucking... Yeah, all, all this craziness sort of came out the winner in the in the Arizona audit. Happened with Arizona on on election. Even though it says the opposite. Sue for wrongful termination, uh, <laughs> if you wanted to. I mean, is there a part of you that wants to get on the phone with uh, somebody over at Fox and say, "I don't think I told any, you so." I don't think anybody. Well, everybody knows that we were right in our call. That that yeah. has that's never been in doubt. And if I did that, I couldn't be here with you today, hanging well, out. True. So that we we would be deprived of this time together. So yeah. why would I do that? Good point. Yes, I'm so into Trump continuing to do this to the to, to the Republican Party. His attacks on Kemp. His targeting of house races. He's trying to get Mitch McConnell out of leadership. That's the best thing that could possibly happen to us. That vitriol and say about 